Well, that sucked, didn't it? Nashville Predators shut out by the Edmonton Oilers in another offensive sputter fest. Uh, we'll break down the game. What went wrong for the Nashville Predators and how do they fix it ahead of a big two-game back-to-back stand this weekend that could determine their playoff future. Uh, plus, it's Friday, and good luck uh, giving out your cookies to our player of the week this week because it hasn't exactly been a good week for the Nashville Predators. But you're listening to us, so you get to end your note on a good week. We'll do uh, some stuff today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime uh, who made some personal history at last night's Predators game. <laughs> I did, and it was not great. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at OnTheForeCheck.com. Uh, are you comfortable saying what you did for the sure. Night. Yeah. So last night is the first time ever, ever that I have left a Predators game before the end. My husband and I went and we left after the second period. Now, there were some ex- other factors. Um, I had some work I had to come home and finish for on the forecheck and my husband had some work he had to do. But it was perhaps the most excruciating experience yeah. at Bridgestone Arena that we have had. So yeah, we cut, we cut and run. And there have been some bad experiences. (laughs) But this was so painful to watch. It was, it was, it was rough. Yeah. Kind of a chaotic past 24 hours in the predators world, uh, including the update uh, today from our own Sean Smith at on the forecheck, who had a, uh, a piece going up today. We're not going to tell you what it is. We'll wait for him to publish it. Uh, that has apparently been delayed due to what he calls a rogue possum emergency. Which happened. Uh, I mean, we, that's real life. Well, we don't know the backstory of this yet. Uh, <laughs> we've been trying to just ask him, uh, do you care to explain this? Um, and we haven't gotten an answer. Uh, we also had the uh, the NHLPA, who was supposed to put out their uh, findings on the Donald mm-hmm. Fair investigation today. Uh, uh, and their website completely crashed um so yeah this is this has been uh quite the morning slash remnants of last night for the hockey world apparently yeah it's this this is a this is a really hard morning to be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed if you're a hockey fan yeah uh for the predators fans especially so uh, as we mentioned last night, Predators lost four to nothing to the Edmonton Oilers, uh, a game in which they never really once looked in it. Um, and, you know, it, it's funny because a lot of the shots on goal are alike, um, you know, they're they're matched up, but it it just didn't look like the Predators were ever in this one, Anne. No, this this was I mean, and and really, there was a moment about three and a half minutes into the game. And my husband and I looked at each other. and We were like, you know, uh oh, <laughs> or Scooby-Doo says, row. I mean, it was 
it was just from puck drop on the predators were chasing this team they were chasing this game and they were gassed you know it, it was oh it was rough it was a hard watch it was a hard watch friends So that leads us into what was your one word to describe last night's game? Uh, this should be uh, entertaining, to say the least. <laughs> so my one word is transition. And, and let me give that some context. So I have birthed myself some babies in the past. So labor is hard, but there's a point in labor called transition where you go from having contractions with a break in in it, you know, in between to contraction after contraction after contraction. And Carol Burnett said labor's like taking your bottom lip and pulling it up over your head. And that's what it is, except you don't get a break in between. There is no rest. There is no relief. And you kind of, when you're in transition, you go to this really weird mental place uh, in your mind. So with my second, when I hit transition, I was convinced that there was a sheep in the hospital. And it freaked me out because I was like, I'm going to give birth in a place where there are livestock. And I couldn't say any of this because you can't really talk. But I just, in my mind, was in this really, really weird place. And I just reflexively, you do things. Um, but to get through transition and to get through the, the fog of it, you have to focus and you have to breathe and you have to find a way to get through it. Last night, the Nashville Predators were in transition and they were here in the sheep. Like, that's just where they were. They're in transition. There is no rest. There is no relief. This is the end of the season. You can't just reflexively play. You can't just respond to what's going on. They have got to focus and they have got to breathe. Last night, they were in transition and there was a sheep at Bridgestone. Uh, I have a feeling there's going to be, I have no idea <laughs> anything you just described. <laughs> I have a feeling that any mom who is watching this podcast or listening in is going to be like, I know exactly what yes. you're talking about. It's just a whole, it's a whole nother place. And if you are not, like, if you do not focus and breathe, you will lose your like you will just lose your mind and you gotta you gotta regroup real quick and get back at it because you get no rest and that's where the predators are they are hearing the sheep my friends They're hearing the sheep uh mm -hmm. not the rally goat either the, no not the rally goat mm -mm. The, the hallucinogen pregnancy sheep yes yeah it's not great it's not great um mm -hmm. my one word kind of describes both the game and sort of where the predators are right now and it's curse splat. <laughs> that sort of cartoon sound effect uh, yes. when, like, someone just falls off a cliff. Like, you know, like, Wiley Coyote's chasing the roadrunner. He's like, goes, like, 10 yards off, like, the ledge. He, like, is in midair, and he looks down. <laughs> like, his, like, his body goes first, but his head stays up, and he holds up that little sign that's like, uh-oh. And then he just hears, <laughs> The Predators, to me, are at that point where they're, like, just now noticing there is no, like, ledge mm -hmm. underneath them. Um, they're not at the point where their body's falling and their head's staying up. They don't have a picket sign ready yet. But they are at the point where they are now off of a cliff and mm -hmm. steps away from crashing hard. Uh, because the team we saw last night, and it's funny, you know, we, we talked about how uh, Edmonton has always given the Preds trouble. 
Uh, True. The Preds, this is their sixth straight game against Edmonton without a win. Um, and so, you know, from, from that end, fine. Um, but the Preds are clearly in trouble right now. Mm-hmm. Um, critical, critical trouble, um, if, if you ask me. Um, the way they played, combined with the way that Dallas has been playing lately, um, is not good enough. Not good. To get into the postseason. Or if they get into the postseason, that confidence that we had earlier that they can compete against the likes of Calgary, maybe they sneak in and put together a good performance. That's also starting to wane a little bit in everybody's eyes. Um, the Predators still control their fate. They absolutely True. still control their fate. But the margin from error has gone in this past month from pretty decent like room for error, room for, you know, a couple of bad games to if you slip up again, yes. Your fate is suddenly out of your hands like that. Yes. And, yeah. And, and this is and I think the predators are at that point where and you know what? I, I want to just ask your opinion on this, Anne. Mm-hmm. Does it seem like there's enough urgency in the way the Predators are playing right now? There's, you know, John Hines has said all the right things in post-game press conferences. The players mm-hmm. have said all the right things in post-game press conferences. But when you read between the lines, to me, I'm just not seeing a lot of urgency there. I would agree with that. And I thought John Hines postgame press conference last night was very interesting. And, you know, usually we like to bring a a clip to talk about to highlight. But there was not much said. Uh, A couple of things that he said over and over again were we're looking forward to Chicago. We are looking ahead to Chicago. So many questions he answered with we are looking ahead to Chicago. And I get that. The other thing that he said that really jumped out at me was he said, we've got some mental, physical, and emotional work to do. And I think that sums up the Nashville Predators. The game last night wasn't just a case of being out Leon Dreisaitled, although they were. It wasn't a case of they got Connor McDavided. They did. But this was um, a game where mentally and emotionally the Predators weren't playing where they needed to be. And here's the thing. I think everybody in Nashville can say, you know, you bring your best game to the, the ice against any team. And if you lose, you lose and we can handle that. What was so painful last night was that there really was no emotional urgency in this game. And I'm not saying that the players are lackadaisical. I'm not saying that they're not feeling it. I'm saying it's not translating to their play. And that's what John Hines needs to address. I mean, sure, they need to clean up transitions through the neutral zone and passing, and they've got to get to the forecheck early in the game. There are definitely aspects of the hockey game they need to address, but they really have to figure out how to get into a good emotional place and how to harness that in a way that translates to their play. Again, not saying that they just aren't are there like we don't care if we make the playoffs. They do care and they want this. And, and this is a team that believes that they can do it, but they're not finding ways to get their mental 
focus and their mental game to translate onto the ice. And that, like you said, there is no room for error now. Like it has to happen now. Um, it's interesting. You know, Charlie Saunier, our buddy, uh, Renegades of Puck, what, what's him. his motto? No half-stepping. No half-stepping. He's, he's a guy who always tells it like it is. Uh, mm-hmm. In his analysis, he watched this game. He listened to the press, like, press conference, and he's like, you know what? Preds are half-stepping. Yes. Yes. It's, uh, not, yep. it's not like the intensity is not there. And there's so much more uh, we need to talk about this game mm-hmm. uh, last night, uh, including some individual points. What went wrong? And what what's your confidence level? Like, what's the confidence level of the Preds are going to be able to turn this around? Because it can't be good. Yeah. And I feel like we're going to have more definitive answers to that after the weekend. Uh, so I want to talk about that. Look ahead. But first, though, I want to mention today's show brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. There's no half stepping with Built Bar. Uh, every single product they put out is low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, and high in protein. Built Bars are protein bars that taste like candy bars, not any of that chalky, rubbery nonsense you just get in a cheap pack at the store. Nope, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate and come in so many different types and flavors. Uh, They got something out called um, Built Bar Puffs, which is a protein-infused marshmallow. Comes in a lot of different flavors like cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. If you're not a marshmallow fan, that's fine. They got stuff like cherry barcia, mint brownie peanut butter brownie uh german chocolate plenty of new flavors coming out each and every month um so yeah it's it's a good healthy alternative if you're craving something sweet if you got a sweet tooth but you're you know focus on losing weight eating healthy trying to build some muscle reach for a built bar instead it tastes great but will also keep you full the rest of the day and keep you feeling light healthy in the game. Uh, if you don't believe us, try it yourself. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. And, you know, but we were, we were talking about the urgency mm-hmm. for right now um, because. And you kind of hear it in the fan base, too, a little bit, really over the past two months. Um, You know, we were having this conversation with a colleague the other day, and it's like, uh, is there concern about the Predators missing the playoffs? And a lot of the concern, like a lot of the response was, they're not going to miss the playoffs, but they look really bad. You know, everybody's going to the odds and be like, oh, yeah, 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 you're good. Um, And all of a sudden, they are – two games away from needing help to get into the postseason, Their fate would no longer be in their hands. Um, and we, we talked about it, you know, from an overall standpoint, from the player's standpoint, I think for me, you know, I go back to the same soundbite over and over and over again, where a lot of the players are kind of talking about, you know, There's really nothing wrong with our game. There's just a lot of mental errors, a lot of mental mistakes. I'd rather have that than, you know, some sort of giant overhaul. Um, But I do think there's something fundamentally wrong when you can't get up for games like this. You know know what I'm saying? It's like if your mindset – isn't where it needs to be this month of the season and you're making the same type of mistakes game after game after game after game, 
then there is something fundamentally wrong. Maybe not with the X's and O's of the game, but there's something fundamentally wrong with you as a team. And I don't want to make any rash calls on the Nashville Predators right now, Mm -hmm. but it's starting to feel that way. Now, I will say this, and this is some of the wisest advice uh, wisest advice I'd ever received. And I pass this on to my kids all the time. Remember that feelings are like farts. You cannot always trust them. So even though this, and it's true in so many situations, but even though this feels, and it is mathematically, you know, crunch time, you can't, we have to be careful not to make big sweeping generalizations and changes because this feels like, you know, this feels horrible. This feels horrible. You look back over the week and I really had to do this because I will tell you that when I got done watching this game at home, at home, um, I had some serious rage concern. (laughs) Like I was all in the feels about it. And, but I made myself take a look back and like, take a minute They had a big win over Minnesota. They got it done against Ottawa. They looked really good against Florida and Pittsburgh, but couldn't close it out. So that's, you know, they did dominate the Pittsburgh game, didn't get a win, but got one point. They were an offensive beast against San Jose, just couldn't find the back of the net. So it's, it feels really, really bad. Uh, And I think part of that is we're not seeing Yossi Forsberg Duchesne on the score sheet. And I think that feels a little bit concerning, but I don't want to panic yet. Although now I say all of that on the other hand, um, I will say that for the first time this season, I have allowed myself to think that there is a worst case scenario. That's even worse than the one I thought we had, you know, for a while it was Nashville is playing well enough that, you know, they're going to make the playoffs. And then we were like, you know what, this is a team that could make it into the second round, maybe even Western conference finals. They were playing really well. They were chawing along. Well, then, you know, March happened and it's kind of like, okay, And David Poyle's been very upfront. The goal this season was make the first round of the playoffs. And all of the sudden, there's this moment of, are we going to make the playoffs? And if we don't make the playoffs, what if Philip Forsberg doesn't re-sign here? And you are going from two months ago feeling like this is a team that could potentially make the Western Conference Finals. And that wasn't pipe dream. That was based on performance to this could be a team that misses the playoffs and loses Philip Forsberg. And that is terrifying. That is, I mean, it's certainly, you could see a chain reaction, mm-hmm. can't you? Yeah. You know, what if the Predators, I mean, you, and I, I kind of think I hinted on this earlier, where if the Predators miss the playoffs, it'll be one of the team's biggest, I don't want to say failures, but biggest missed opportunities Yes. Because you look at what they've done this season individually and Roman Yossi is breaking records and doing something no defensemen have done in 30 years. Philip Forsberg is setting records. Matt Duchesne is setting records. Mm-hmm. Ryan Johansson is having a bounce back year. 
And at the end yeah. of the day, you're not going to get in to the postseason despite having, you yeah. know, despite having such big ground to do so. And at that point, you know, if you are Philip Forsberg, do you take a look and it's like, is this going to be kind of the norm, this sort of not fully embracing a rebuild, but not mm-hmm. really fully wanting to sell kind of thing, this sort of half in, half out. Right. And you can easily make the case that he's going to be like, you know what? I love Nashville, but I don't really want to go through this sort of no one really knows what this season's going to bring type of thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he wants a if he wants a cup at the end of this season with the players having individual performances like they are and the Predators don't even make the playoffs, is Philip Forsberg going to be able to convince himself that Nashville is where he's going to win a cup? Yeah. I mean, that's a very fair question. Yee. (laughs) I hate this. I hate this. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they need to, they need to do something and they need to do something. uh, And uh, they're going to have to do it soon because the Preds have a back to back this weekend. uh, And then they have a back to back next weekend. It's brutal. They end the season with a back to back. Uh, one of those being against the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah. This oh, is I, I, by the way, uh, two two games against the Calgary Flames, who are the other gangbusters yes. in the Western Conference right now. Yeah. This, this, and you know what? We've said it a million times. This April schedule, this is transition. Like they, it is, it is contraction after contraction. The sheep are schedule. here. The, the sheep are in lie. the building. Oh my goodness. So we're going to take a look at the two games that the Predators have coming up this weekend and what they will need to do to make this weekend a success. First, want to let you know that this episode's brought to you by our friends at betonline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So the Predators uh, schedule this weekend, not an, not an easy one. Uh, no. Tomorrow at 11.30 Central Time in the morning a uh, very weird before noon game sure yeah okay. uh, and, uh they game against the chicago blackhawks which you know fine chicago blackhawks have been pretty terrible since the trade deadline mm-hmm. uh but <laughs> <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you can't really say that about any team the brothers play at this point uh, uh yeah and then the big one right after that on easter sunday five o'clock central also at the bridgetown arena uh they have the st louis blues who are on a seven streak right now and haven't had a regulation loss in their last 12 games so yeah so this is a whole thing and you look at where the predators are going into this weekend and where they are come Monday morning is going to be 
huge. Um, and you can't even go into Saturday thinking, hey, it's the Chicago Blackhawks. That's an easy two points. Need I remind you Seattle Kraken? Like, do we even need to go there? So the Predators, I, I like the way this back-to-back -back is structured for them in the sense that I feel like both are at Bridgestone. That's a benefit. They're taking on the Blackhawks first. And I feel like this is a game where potentially the Predators could gain some confidence back and could practice executing some things a little bit better and a little bit cleaner. Uh, the last time they faced off January 1st, Nashville won 6-1. to one. Um, and and here's what happened in that game that the Predators need to recreate. They had top players scoring. You know, you had Joe Hansen, Forsberg, Yossi, Jano all scoring. You had guys in front of the net for a couple of those goals were tip-in goals. Special teams was chawing along. Roman Yossi had a power play goal. They got going early. Each of the periods, the Predators were on the attack. They got on the board early. They got to the forecheck early. Um, they had when Chicago scored in that January 1st game, it was because the Predators kind of started to take take a little mental break. They got a little lazy and got caught in a lazy line change. So if the Predators can recreate some of the things that were done well in January, this could be a really good game to launch Nashville mentally and points wise into a game against a really tough, oh Lord help us, St. Louis Blues team. Yeah, it's the St. Louis Blues team. The Predators haven't really done well against this year. You know, they won mm -hmm. their first game they played in overtime. Uh, they have lost their last two. Uh, St. Louis scored at seven the last time. Uh, yeah, these two teams played, which was back in the second week of March. Um, you know, to me, and the the key is, and it's very weird to say this. The key is going to be that Chicago Blackhawks game. Yes, that, it really is. That to me is going to be the key, which is weird because the team that's directly ahead of you in the standings is the other game. Um, but you know, for the Blackhawks. That is going to be the game that I look at and say, okay, how are the Preds going to respond? Yes. To this? Like, what is the response going to be? Mm -hmm. um, are they, if they look sluggish against Chicago, if they look like, oh. you know, they're, they don't have any juice. Um, it looks like they're absolutely kind of being passengers to the type of play they're playing. Uh, if they have another performance like they did last night where they're just turning the puck over left and right, uh, again, 13 giveaways for the Predators Gosh. last night. The Oilers only had three. If they look like that against the Blackhawks after getting embarrassed at home against the Oilers and right before, you know, you're playing a very critical game, I don't care if the Preds beat St. Louis eight to nothing. Yes. If they look bad against the Blackhawks then that confirms that there is something wrong with the mindset of this team because yeah. this is the response game. And like I said, if you, you know, like I said, if you look bad against Chicago and then you turn around and beat the blues like six to nothing, the narrative is also going to be like, Oh yeah, we stepped up and got a bounce back win against a big team but you also couldn't get up for mm -hmm. a response game. You couldn't get it up for a bad team. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're and all the people you're supposed to beat, but your mindset isn't there against a team who you should beat coming off of an embarrassing game. 
That to yeah. me, that is why to me, the Blackhawks game is going to tell me more about this Predators team than that Blues game will. I agree with that 100%. I think how the Predators respond and, you know, we've talked all season. One of the things that we see with this team is sometimes they play down to their opponent's level. They have to come out in this Blackhawks game and they have to play playoff hockey. That's just where they're at in this season. They've got to do that. And I think part of the Oilers' struggle is the mental mind frame coming into this game. You had the Oilers coming in after a big loss against Minnesota. And of course we had the whole bird heard round the world brouhaha. So there was a lot of negative attention on the Oilers coming into that game. I think they were embarrassed by losing the way that they did. The Predators on the other hand had this great game offensively against the Sharks, even though the score was one nothing in overtime, but they created and generated a lot. So I think they came in feeling confident, like, hey, we can match them offensively. And I, it's a mental thing. I really believe it's a mental thing with this team. And I agree with you. How you respond against Chicago is more important almost than how you respond against St. Louis. Now, I will say if they beat St. Louis 6-0, I will still be happy. Sure. <laughs> like, I would love that. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people will. Yeah. Yeah, I would love that. So question for you. Do you feel like the Predators are riding UC Saros into the ground at this point in the season? What is your concern level with his <laughs> amount of ice time? Yeah, I am concerned. Do I think they have a choice? No. no. <laughs> because I think they need Yuzi Saros at this point to win every game. Yeah. Um, all due respect to David Riddick, but um, yeah, I mean, what what do you do? Yeah. What do you, you do? think Riddick will start against Chicago? I have a feeling Riddick will start against yeah. Chicago. Uh, yeah. You know, and God bless him because he's – Hasn't played a lot this year. Mm -mm. Um, he looked really good when he played against the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. um, very inconsistent. And I think he knows UC Saros is kind of the guy carrying the load right now. Um, yes. So, yeah, I think David Riddick probably starts one of these two games, I would assume, against Chicago. Mm -hmm. um, and I think he's a person who's going to have to have a really big game. Yes. Yeah, there is – there is no, um, there will be no good excuse if the Predators drop this game to Chicago. It, there cannot be a, we didn't have Saros in net. There cannot be a, you know, we don't have Mark Borowiecki or um, Michael McCarron, who I will say this, I felt like, and I am not a big fan of fighting in hockey, but I felt like the Predators missed an opportunity to sort of reset the temperature of the game when they didn't have Mark Borowiecki and to some degree McCarron in the lineup for this game. And I, I was pleased that Tanner Janot didn't start something because at this point, I mean, you can't put the Oilers on a power play. No. But I Minus really felt like... Tanner Janot also. Yes. And, you know, you can't lose Tanner Janot. But it... It would have been nice. It, I hope that we will see those guys back in the lineup at some point. But there is just going to be no excuse if the Predators drop this game against Chicago. No. Nothing. This I is can't fun. Even. This is fun, isn't it? Anne? Is it? Is it fun? <laughs> uh, God bless us. We need to end the day on a good note. Um, okay. We have cookies. 
you have we cookies do. for our hockey person of the week. We do. Now, you were right. This was really tricky. Let's just be real. Uh, there are some weeks where it is so obvious who deserves a plate of Duchess cookies, and I just think lovingly of them as I bake them. This week, I baked the cookies not knowing what I was going to do with them. But you know what? Here's what I've decided. Um, we talked about feelings are like farts. You know, here's another big saying. Sometimes you need to eat your feelings. And so I'm giving a plate of Duchess cookies to John Hines because John Hines has to be feeling some things right now with this team. And sometimes you just need to eat your feelings. So John Hines, I am sending you Duchess cookies. Hide in a broom closet at Bridgestone Arena and scarf them down only for you. The other people don't get them. And, you know, just stress eat how you're feeling. Maybe that will help. I'm picturing John Hines like White Goodman at the end of dodgeball when he uh, loses the <laughs> overtime throw to Peter LaFleur and he's like walking through the crowd pissed off and he just like shoves one of <laughs> his turkey leg and walks away. Yeah. Uh, I, I picture that as John Hines right now. Oh, bless John Hines and just bless. Enjoy, like eat the cookies, John Hines. Feel no guilt. They're good. Eat your feelings. Good cookies. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's going to be interesting to watch this weekend. And, of course, back-to-back games means a big show Monday. Yeah. Uh, we should pretty much find out a lot more about the direction these Nashville Predators are going to be going in. Um, and if you thought today's statements were maybe sort of definitive, just wait until Monday if the Preds yes. lose both of these games. <laughs> For sure. Uh, God help us. Uh, until then, Anne, where can the fine people find your work? You can find my work at onthefourcheck.com, and you can find me on Twitter at Anne K underscore Mama on Ice. You can find my work at onthefourcheck.com. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Predators. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe, leave a comment, let us know what you thought about the game last night, or let us know if there's a topic you want to bring up or discuss in a future episode. That's going to do it for us today on Locked On Predators. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back Monday with a brand new episode. See you then, everybody. Cheers. <laughs>